Section 9 of Radioisotopes in Medicine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Radioisotopes in Medicine by Earl W. Phelan. Therapy, Part 2. Phosphorus 32. Another disease which is peculiarly open to attack by radioisotopes is polycythemia vera. This is an insidious ailment of a chronic, slowly progressive nature, characterized by an abnormal increase in the number of red blood cells, an increase in total blood volume, enlargement of the spleen, and a tendency for bleeding to occur. There is some indication that it may be related to leukemia. Until recent years, there was no very satisfactory treatment of this malady. The ancient practice of bleeding was as useful as anything, giving temporary relief but not striking at the underlying cause. There is still no true cure, but the use of phosphorus-32 has been very effective in causing disappearance of symptoms for periods from months to years, lengthening the patient's life considerably. The purpose of the phosphorus treatment, using a sodium radiophosphate solution, is not to destroy the excess of red cells, as had been tried with some drugs, but rather to slow down their formation and thereby get at the basic cause. Phosphorus-32 emits pure beta rays, having an average path in tissue only 2 millimeters long. Its half-life is 14.3 days. When it is given intravenously, it mixes rapidly with the circulating blood and slowly accumulates in tissues that utilize phosphates in their metabolism. This brings appreciable concentration in the blood-forming tissues, about twice as much in blood cells as in general body cells. One other pertinent fact is that these rapidly dividing hematopoietic cells are extremely sensitive to radiation. Hematopoietic cells are those that are actively forming blood cells and are therefore those that should be attacked selectively. The dose required is, of course, many times that needed for diagnostic studies, and careful observation of the results is necessary to determine that exactly the desired effect has been obtained. There exists some controversy over this course of treatment. No one denies that the lives of patients have been lengthened notably. Nevertheless, since the purpose of the procedure is to reduce red cell formation, there exists the hazard of too great a reduction, and the possibility of causing leukemia, a disease of too few red cells. There may be a small increase in the number of cases of leukemia among those treated with phosphorus compared with the general population. The controversy arises over whether the phosphorus treatment caused the leukemia or whether it merely prolonged the lives of the patients until leukemia appeared as it would have in these persons even without treatment. This is probably quibbling, and many doctors believe that the slight, unproven risk is worth taking to produce the admitted lengthy freedom from symptoms. Gold 198 the last ailment we shall discuss in this section is the accumulation of large quantities of excess fluid in the chest and abdominal cavities from their linings, as a consequence of the growth of certain types of malignant tumors. Frequent surgical drainage was, at one time, the only useful treatment, and of course this was both uncomfortable and dangerous. The use of radioactive colloidal suspensions, primarily colloidal gold-198, has been quite successful in palliative treatment. It does not cure, but it does give marked relief. Radioactive colloids, 
a colloid is a suspension of one very finely divided substance in some other medium can be introduced into the abdominal cavity or they may remain suspended or settle out upon the lining in either case since they are not dissolved they do not pass through the membranes or cell walls but remain within the cavity through its destructive and retarding effect on the cancer cells the radiation inhibits the oozing of fluids gold one ninety eight offers several advantages in such cases it has a short half-life two point seven days it is chemically inert and therefore non-toxic and it emits beta and gamma radiation that is almost entirely absorbed by the tissues in its immediate neighborhood the results have been very encouraging there is admittedly no evidence of any cures or even lengthening of life but there has been marked reduction of discomfort and control of the oozing in over two-thirds of the cases treated End of section nine